Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve, joining me as always is the lovely, incomparable, effervescent mm. Hannah. Bub- bubbly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you doing this weekend? I'm good, I'm feeling on top of the world. We yep. visited the first ever of its kind, Wawa Drive-Thru. Wow, you're still thinking about that. So we have... Yeah, I can still taste my hoagie. <laughs> we have not just national listeners but international listeners yeah we'll we'll certainly need to explain what wawa is (laughs) wawa i believe started as a convenience store then expanded into gas stations and then into being like a real deal deli or delicatessen so you can get like sandwiches and all different kinds Mm -hmm. of foods there and so it's it's a good one-stop shop for anything and it's not like gas station food it's not like yeah it's like a convenience store with higher quality food i would say yeah but you usually have to go in store and mm-hmm. they made the first ever drive through and we made a pilgrimage out to the first ever drive through this is how bored we're getting during mm-hmm. quarantine folks nothing else to do other than watch nicholas cage movies <laughs> and drive out to the suburbs and this week we watched stolen a movie about nicholas <laughs> cage's watch. daughter getting taken oh wait no that's right we watched rage a movie about nicholas cage's daughter getting taken and then he has to go on a rampage to find her and find out who it's took her the same movie but worse he did this twice now. yeah this is worse this, this is, is decidedly worse this is this movie rage that we watched is basically stolen but written by a 14 year old like and this movie isn't so bad it's good it's so bad that it's bad and i want to stab myself in the eyes it's poorly written it's poorly acted (laughs) you know you have something like in in recent history like a drive angry that was so bad it was amazing but it was in large part because i feel like maybe the actors knew it was campy like the guy who played the devil in that movie was hilarious the cgi in that movie was hilarious too it was great this movie is just poorly written it's poorly acted poorly executed all around so we're going to go through this Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, Very but not before. Very qualities. Yes, but not before. Hannah gives us some background information, usually starting with some facts and figures and numbers on this yes. movie. So Rage came out in 2014. Welcome to the year 2014. Um, this is the first movie of many. Mm, oh, God. How many do you know off the top of your head? I have it up no, here. I can probably look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does go through... Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, four movies in 2014. Yeah, a lot of movies for but one year. We do get the infamous Left Behind in 2014, which has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, maybe a 1%. I think it's a zero. It's bad. Which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> anyway, this movie came mm. out in 2014. It has a 5 out of 10 on IMDb, which is insulting to me. <laughs> and a That's 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is also insulting to me because these both should be way lower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was like that bad. This movie had to be lower than a 12. I think a 12 is fair. No, I think that this movie was, well, I haven't seen Left Behind in a while, Yeah, but I'm sure we'll, let's make, let's make a note to compare these two, even though they have nothing to do with each other. Well, Han, I hate to be a spoiler, give you a spoiler alert, but next week we're watching a movie that has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) So it goes 12, 5, 0. Yeah. Nowhere to go but up from there, Nick. 
my mental health currently could not be at a lower point, and this is only worse. I think collectively our mental health is at a 12 just out of 100. <laughs> and we're thinking, well, we can't go lower than 12. That's never happened before. We'll go to five, and then we'll go to zero. <laughs> we're going to go lower. We're going to hit rock bottom in two weeks. Yeah, my head already hurts thinking about I... watching these movies coming up. Anyhow. Jesus Christ. So someone paid for this movie to happen, and I struggled to find out if the numbers that I was reading were actually correct because I was seeing multiple numbers from multiple sources. So okay. I'll give you a range. Sure. The budget was somewhere between 15 million and 25 million. Whoa. And the box office was somewhere between 15 million and 2.4 million. Okay. That's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I can't, this movie is just so bad. I, it's bad. I can't, it's I have really no other terrible. words for it. <laughs> No. It's just, honestly, it's another clear money grab at a take-in type of franchise. Yep. And it fails because it sucks. I read I read a few reviews and that's kind of what it said. It said that, you know, this doesn't give Nick the same cultural or commercial impact that Liam Neeson got from Taken. Yeah. And this gives him nothing. <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> it doesn't. It gives him less but, than nothing. You know, it takes like, from him. What's... <laughs> It doesn't give, but it takes. <laughs> um, I don't know. With Nick, it's like for every one of, you know, rage, you get an adaptation, though. So it's you kind of. But in this phase of his life, we're just like deep in the dark ages. Yeah, we're tipping the scales quickly. Seemingly no way out. <laughs> no. Although the last few, except wait, what did we watch last week? Joe, yeah. Joe was good. I was going to say the last few we watched were surprisingly good. I know that the next three are going to be rough, but I'm, yeah. I'm going to try and stay glass half full here. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see. We'll see and what comes. The Croods wasn't all bad. Yeah, I have a feeling the Croods to a new age is going to be <laughs> That's not going to be for really a while. Terrible. We don't have to worry about that. 2020. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's get some behind the scenes, which oh, I couldn't find much. Okay, that's fine. Um, I asked Steve while we were watching this movie, where do you think this movie was filmed? And he said New Orleans and yeah. very close. It was filmed in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, why? <laughs> if you're so close to New Orleans and this movie's affiliated with Saturn Films, Nick Cage's <sighs> You just spoiled it. Company. You spoiled my next fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, but if I don't you... have much to say here. <laughs> okay. But if you're affiliated, why not go to New Orleans? Maybe you have the answer know. to that question. No, if you're I don't so have close. the answer to that question. It's, I mean, it's because the budget was somewhere uh, between 15 and 25. Yeah, that explains it. So this movie was filmed in Mobile, as Steve spoiled for I didn't everyone. Spoil I'm that. Just <laughs> no, um, so this movie was a collaboration between three different production companies: Hannibal Classics, Patriot Pictures, and Saturn Films. So you know it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I remember Th- three, three production companies I've definitely heard of before. Well, one of we've well, heard of. I mean, other than Saturn. Yeah, but what was the other one? Again, uh, I think Hannibal we... Classics and Patriot Pictures. Christ. I think it, again, was Drive the... Angry, where we were like, who? Who, <laughs> who are these production companies? I mean, they're companies? probably all based out of Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, probably. Which good for them. Weird things you learn when you watch like a ton of movies like we've been doing is like, I don't know. I feel like before we started this podcast, I never would have been able to tell you several names of production companies. No. Yeah. I knew like DreamWorks. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Weinstein films. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Paramount. Yeah. 
Um, this movie <laughs> had a limited theatrical re- theatrical release and well, then was released to video on demand. Well, you know, sometimes you have to release a movie in theaters in order to be a contender for Academy Awards. Ha 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 jokes. And so laughably bad that I can't even think of a single scene that would be like even close. Oh, there are some scenes that we could, t- I mean, <laughs> they're not good, but they're enjoyable at least. This movie was directed by uh, and screenwritten, so he's responsible for all of this, a man named Paco Cabezas. Okay. And he's actually, um, I guess, a relatively known renowned director he's oh, yeah? made more in recent years this was his second film oh no this was his third or fourth film but his second film um is a film called neon flesh that and i think it was familiar. i think it may have been in spanish okay and it's one of nick's favorite films and that came out in 2010 oh. so i think that that might be why nick decided to join this project and then have his production company be a part of it because he was such a big fan of neon flesh gotcha interesting no and i've he never was heard a really big fan of one of the actresses in neon flesh and he tried to get her to be in this movie but her i guess like her schedule just didn't line up and she mm. wasn't able to do it so they got some other terrible actress they, got, they pulled the some poor woman off the street it seems <laughs> I mean, last Actually, last week we talked about that, and that was very successful. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was successful last week. And then another fact from this movie, not even a fact from this movie. I'm just pulling things at this point because there's really not much to say. But yeah. um, the guy in the wheelchair in this movie, I'm Peter not Stormare, even sure. Yeah. yeah, he was also an 8mm in Wind Talkers. Oh, okay. I, You know, I knew he looked familiar because I know of Peter Stormare. He's a character actor. But uh, I... I couldn't recall that he was in Nick Cage. Movies. I don't remember the roles that he played. Wind Talkers, I think he was just another one of like the guys. Mm, okay. Um, like that another, was... like another soldier. <laughs> that was like really I don't descriptive. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think he was one of the enemies. He played well, a guy in, Japan. in Wind Talkers. But... I'm not sure if you recall. <laughs> He didn't play like a Navajo Wind Talker. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, and then what was the other movie? Eight millimeter. Eight millimeter. That was the snuff film. Yeah, I can't remember what he played. In that. <laughs> I don't know. Go back and listen to those podcasts. We'll probably talk about. I don't it. think we mentioned him. I recognize him, and now that I looked him up a second ago, and I don't even know if that's him actually, but I recognize him from like a really small part in Seinfeld, and I feel like we've talked about that on the podcast before. But I looked it up, and I don't think that's him. <laughs> I thought. I don't recall. The he... only person I know with a really small part in Seinfeld is Jonathan from Survivor. Oh my god, this is a whole new conversation now because <laughs> we've rediscovered Survivor on Thanks Hulu. Thanks to brother. And it's incredible television. It's captivating. It <laughs> it's is so good. everything that we like. And one of the seasons, there was a, a, a person who, a, a contestant in one of the seasons who apparently had like a hey asshole line yeah. <laughs> or these pre- uh, literally like something like these pretzels are making me thirsty line in sign in an episode of seinfeld mm-hmm. so there's that <laughs> jonathan <laughs> from season 13 of survivor where they separated the tribes by, by race. race yikes <laughs> things you can get Super away with in 2006 <laughs> anyway we're in 2014 yes. and guess what happened in 2014 what one nicholas cage turned 50 and that means that oh. this year he turned... oh yeah 57 <laughs> yeah. that was like wednesday or something right 
Yeah, happy birthday, Nick Cage. His birthday was on January 7th. He was born in 1964. Um, also in 2014, there was an episode of the show Community that came out where they... Oh. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that episode? Danny Pudi do, impersonates yeah. Nicolas Cage. That that episode was hilarious. It was really good. It was in the later seasons of Community, which I think it was in like the second to last season. Yeah. There's a real sweet spot for Community, and it was not in there. It's but it was one not. of the better episodes of that season. Yeah, I I thought it was hilarious. Um, take a look on YouTube if you haven't seen it. You can mm-hmm. look up Community episode Nicolas Cage, and I'm sure it will come up. Yeah, so the the premise is that they take a class called the films of Nicolas Cage or filmography <laughs> of Nicolas Cage or something. So when we started this podcast, all of our friends were like, have you seen Community? Have you seen this episode? So Abed being sort of the overachiever, this obsessive type of personality, he decides to watch like every Nicolas Cage movie. As it, we are doing. As, as we <laughs> are doing. But in a shorter period of time. <laughs> and so much so that he sort of feels like his personality fuses with Nicolas Cage and he impersonates him really well. I think it's hilarious. It's great. The one great line is where he's like, I'm a cat. I'm a sexy little cat or something <laughs> like that. He pretends to be a cat. It's great. Oh, man. So because we know that I and I tried to look this up and I couldn't find it for sure, but I'm just going to speculate here because we know that Nicolas Cage is super into the mystical, the magical, Mm. the supernatural. I have to assume that he's also into astrology. Okay. And I guess like Chinese zodiacs and things like that. Like that just seems like, let's just play with this. Okay. Okay, Let's play with this idea that Nick Cage is really into astrology. Uh Yeah. So what does that make him? Um, so he was born in 1964, which is the year of the dragon. And I looked some stuff up. up about that. And it said that, um, all people, you know, and, and born in within one year. So like everyone has to share like a very similar personality. Totally. So if you were born in the same year as someone else, it means that you're essentially the same person as them is yeah. like truly what this boils down to. Yeah. So everyone born in 1964 is a supernatural being with no, par- with, um, no parallel for talent. Yeah, with no parallel. With no for parallel t- yeah, for yeah, talent. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I read that wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that, that adds up. Yeah. Um, he is also a Capricorn. Okay. Don't know anything about Capricorns, but what I did find is there is a quiz that you can take that says, based upon your zodiac, which Nicolas Cage character are you? Oh, okay. And I found, luckily, for, for sake of um, stretching this out even longer, and... <laughs> some diversity me steve and nick all have separate zodiacs so i can read you three different characters which is really exciting Please, yeah what do you who's got? do you want to hear first mine yours or nicholas i think we should leave nick for last i was gonna say that Let's... save the best for last yeah here. let's go with you me okay so i'm the worst so um <laughs> I'm well, a... we know this but what about your zodiac side so I, well i'm also the worst character <laughs> Okay. I'm a Pisces, and my character is Doug Chesnick. Do you remember who Doug Chesnick is? I have no clue. Of course you don't, because it's the character from Guarding Tess. <laughs> Ew. That guy sucked. It says, secret agent Doug from Guarding Tess is a perfect Pisces. He's angelic, tender, <laughs> empathetic, and emotional. Would you consider me any of those characteristics? Oh, but if you're going to be angelic, why not be the literal yeah, angel that Yeah, literal that angel. Played? I don't know. Um, Steve is an Aries and in my opinion is the best character. He is Benjamin Franklin Gates Fuck from yeah, National yeah. Treasure. Hell fucking yeah. If you are an Aries, you are very much like Ben Gates from National Treasure. Cage plays a famous historian and a treasure hunter. Gates, his girlfriend and his loyal sidekick. Okay, but well, we know this. We know this. 
Um, you are a passionate born leader and a problem solver, much like the majority of other Aries, because, you know, everyone born within the same We're all the same month or when, however this is, it's you're all the same. We're all the same. Everyone I've ever met who's a Pisces is a carbon copy replica of me. Might as well. <laughs> it's, it's also stupid in my opinion. What about Nicholas? We're saving the Kim. best for last. And Nicholas Kim Coppola Cage is a Capricorn. And... As, as we all know, every Capricorn exemplifies the same traits that Big Daddy from Kick-Ass. Oh, interesting. Okay. What are, what are the traits? Um, it says that they are determined and ambitious. They are focused on their work, sincere, organized, and they can be the sweetest person in the room until someone pisses them off. So, okay. Let me, let me counter that with... I understand the the Ben Franklin Gates. I don't understand why the angel is not the angelic features. Yeah, I don't know. But the features that you just read for Nicolas Cage, which are already leaving my mind, <laughs> they could also apply to Joe. Which they could we apply just watched. to anyone. <laughs> right. But like, if you want to boil down a character, and why not make it Joe? Because that's what Nicolas Cage says is closest to his actual personality. I don't know, but apparently the City of Angels is a Virgo, so I'll go fuck myself. How the fuck does that happen? I don't know. So, so what? Do you, like, all right, so you're angelic if you're born in like a, you know, in one sixth March of the year. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what we have here. And I also have to say that 2014 was like a big time for memes. I know that memes are big now, but mm. they were starting to get pretty big then. And this was around the time that like Nick became a quote unquote meme overlord of oh. the internet, I would say. Okay. I think this was the year that that meme came out that showed that Nick Cage might be a vampire. Have you ever seen that picture of a man from like the 1700s that oh. people are like, oh, that's Nick, that's Nicholas Cage. So he's probably a vampire. And like he's, been he's living immortal for, or something. He's immortal. He's lived forever. They say the same thing about Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. that was like a meme. And that I think came out around that time. So this was around the time when people started caring again about Nick Cage, especially because his career is like irrelevant at this point. Yeah. I think, I think he really goes in waves you know i think mm -hmm. he's sort of at he was sort of at a low point and now at oh, least in pop culture he's becoming at a high point oh yeah yeah there's a lot of merchandise that you can purchase oh, with God. his face on it don't we know it <laughs> we have too many. much <laughs> <laughs> we got shirts None and that pillows we and coasters and, yeah exactly and i have to say as we end this to mm -hmm. talk about current events but not go too deep into them there were some fire memes this past week about oh, yeah. um how how <laughs> no one is ever going to question how easy it was for nicolas cage to steal the declaration of independence after the coup at the white house i mean oh, not at the, the capitol building <laughs> yeah yeah i thought about you know a lot of people sent me some of those memes to like post on our instagram page and i was like i don't really want to make memes about this right now i'm glad that they exist and that someone made them yeah. but i don't really want to like be <laughs> that guy that. yeah exactly there's more important messages out there anywho speaking <laughs> of important messages how's that for a terrible terrible segue anything else you'd like to relay or should we get into the that's it i i thought that our little astrology game that was would, fun would be fun that was fun i'm yeah. glad we went through that you all should look it up. It's just Google 
I don't even know how I found it. I think I literally was like, does Nicolas Cage care about astrology? And then all I found was like his birth, his natal birth charts, which don't interest me. So I didn't want to click on those. And then I saw this one quiz that says it's from ScreenRant.com. Which Nicolas Cage character are you based on your Zodiac? Hmm. So you sh- if you don't belong to one of the four Zodiacs that we talked about, then take a look and see who you are and let us know because we care a lot about it <laughs> don't forget to smash that like button <laughs> leave a comment and smash and, that like uh, button. here's the link to our patreon <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get into this movie shall we We should set up an only fans for nicholas oh <laughs> god no thank you <laughs> so the movie starts out and it does that thing where it starts at the end of the movie so that you know exactly what's going to happen. You know that there are no stakes because you have to see the scene that's in the beginning. So therefore, Nicolas Cage cannot die at any point in the movie that you're watching, essentially. Until that scene. Until that scene or later. And that doesn't show up until the end. But the the beginning, essentially, is just a close-up on his face. He's sad boy Nicky. He's got a gun. And then someone else with a gun enters but the room. those gorgeous eyes, Steve. Those eyes, Nick Cage. They, they cure my loneliness. Oh, no. Oh, I wonder if she listens. I hope so. <laughs> Probably not. Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're doing well. But, uh, yeah. So, after that little close-up where it begins at the end... We see Nick Cage, and he's living his best life. He's picking up his teenage daughter from high school, who's definitely in her 20s. (laughs) He's got this jet black hair, this weak jawline. (laughs) He's got this this dark black suit and this fancy car. His choice. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. The hair is his choice. His jawline. (laughs) He's creepily smiling at his daughter as she comes in. Like, she's like, you know, Dad, you don't have to pick me up from school every day. And he's like, well, I like spreading time with you. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna... And... By the way, the way I delivered that line. (laughs) It's the whole movie. (laughs) That is just every actor and actress that... I wrote terrible actress <laughs> under the daughter. She's so bad. Poor I don't thing. think she's any worse than the girlfriend or the wife. The wife? Oh, we'll get into the wife later. But Nick Cage, he's just dead behind those <laughs> eyes. He's just got nothing going on in that brain of his. He was really excited about that other movie that Paco Heads <laughs> made. And now, now, here we are. <laughs> here we are. This horrid, horrid his production company is investing a lot of money in this, and and he he's quickly regretting it. So he's like, "Let's just get this shit over with." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll take the L. <laughs> Let's yeah, move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just pay me. I need to pay off some debts <laughs> and my company. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's still on top of the world in the beginning of this movie. He's at the bar getting drunk with his bros. And they're planning a Sweet 16 party for his 25-year-old daughter <laughs> at this dive bar. And they're like, hey. Is that what that conversation was about? In the beginning, yeah. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I couldn't we, focus hard enough. To- <laughs> it was one of those things where it was like, let's have the party right here. Like, how every sitcom can't afford another set. So they're like, well, why don't we get married right here in the living room? Because they just can't afford another set. They're like, well, why not just like put it here? Like everyone who's ever gotten married in like Cheers, they get married in the bar or like, you know, Boy Meets World, they get married in the living room for some reason. Like it doesn't make any sense. Anywho, that's I digress. They also talk about how like, hey, let's have the party here. Make sure no one's on meth, LOL. <laughs> 
they make so many jokes like that throughout they, the movie. There's so many jokes that are like, are we supposed to like these people? <laughs> They're the protagonists, right? Because I'm not sure. Um, I question whether his buddies were good or bad for for the entirety of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to spend more time beating up on the acting stylings of the women in this movie, but <laughs> realistically, the men in this movie are really bad too. Every, let's just assume but, that there's not a single actor in this movie that delivered a good performance. Right, but the worst scenes, I think, are with the women. happen to involve the women. Yeah. It's not that they're worse than the men because the men are bad. <laughs> except for like peter stormare no there's and danny glover there's one scene with the two guys after we'll, we'll get to we'll it. get to it we'll get we'll, to, i think i know what you're talking yeah. about we'll get to you, it we may not even because we're nick still, isn't in that we're, there's still things i need to touch on when nick's at like he's still doing well so he's also like buddies <laughs> with the mayor he's some sort of construction guy they're breaking ground on some new hotel or something there's a big construction site he goes home to his young hot wife and he, oh God, the wife, the wife, he comes out of like the shower or they something. They have the worst chemistry oh, I've ever the kiss, seen. The kissing, they're like, it's so obvious they're pretending to find each other sexy yep. because neither of them finds the other person <laughs> sexy. It's so clear. It's clear as day. Oh, and this, I, I was like, oh, there's something else I wanted to highlight here, but it was his dead eyes. Oh, also... <laughs> They they have a quick conversation in the kitchen, Nick Cage and his daughter. Well, actually, not his daughter. So his daughter invites two of her guy friends over, and they were just going to hang out and play video games all night. And so one of the boys, he knows that she's interested in. So Nick Cage pulls the boy over and says, hey, why don't I give you a job on my construction site? You know, you'll make more money than, you know, washing dishes at a Denny's or something. So you can take my daughter out. Sure. Uh, what color was the kitchen in this scene? <laughs> it was it was Nickelodeon slime green. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's foul. And so, the cabinetry was brown, I think. Yeah, but not like it wasn't. So sometimes you see things like like a really deep like evergreen and oh, yeah. like a dark oak like that'd be nice cherry wood no, or something no, like that not that's this. not what this, this is like a light brown with nickelodeon slime green there are actual studies wow i forgot about that. there are legitimate studies about what colors should you paint like a restaurant mm-hmm. or a kitchen green is always green is worst. always the worst it's the least appetizing of the colors maybe they're trying to lose weight maybe <laughs> it's terrible it's a terrible plan <laughs> I'm spending way I too much to, time. I have to assume that they filmed in a real home. I know. That's right? what makes it like, worse. Like, that's someone's house. Oh, for sure. I mean, unless the director or the... And that looked like a nice house, so theoretically, someone probably paid an interior designer to make that choice for them. I feel like no interior designer <laughs> would, like, risk their reputation <laughs> with that color scheme in the kitchen. The rest of the house was, it was nice. normal. It was, it was a nice house. Yeah, yeah. The rest, the rest was pretty good. It would be, it would be one thing if it was like an Art Deco, like funky, eclectic kind of home with like groovy, like pieces everywhere. No, but no like the rest of the house is like relatively like traditionally yeah. decorated, and then there's just this like vomitose color in the kitchen. Vomitose, nice word. Well, it reminded me of like like neon vomit (laughs) yeah i love that you combined vomit and comatose (laughs) 
You never heard vomitos? No. Oh shit, I've is heard, that not a real word? I've heard of like vamos, like let's go in Spanish. I'm pretty sure it's a real word. Yeah. Oh, good. Nauseating. <laughs> Nauseating. Good. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna use that word from now New on. Word. So Nick Cage, knowing that his thirty year old daughter will be fine at home <laughs> with <laughs> we keep changing her age. She gets older every with time. With her two bros hanging there, everything's gonna be fine. He goes to this restaurant to make some business deal and it's already getting past midnight when This restaurant is crowded. Yeah. People are still eating past at, midnight. At every table, not just theirs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> a bad like, direction. It's getting choice. late. I'm like, why are there extras in the background? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, I think that's a bad directing choice. <laughs> so as it's getting late, who shows up but Danny Glover, who's like the police chief or captain or something along those lines, who you might know from the Lethal Weapon movies. You wouldn't, but people would. <laughs> people. And, More cultured people. And so we also learn fairly quickly that Nick Cage has a bit of a shady past. And so when Danny Glover shows up, shows up Nick Cage goes, this is not the time. Like, we can talk later. I'm in the middle of a business deal, a legitimate business deal. And Danny Glover goes, no, it's your daughter. She's missing. She's been <laughs> stolen or taken or whatever the fuck these movies are called these days. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> She's been raged. So they head home. Nick Cage has a severe smolder as they show the flashback of what happened. And people barged into the house. They fought off the two younger guys and they stole the daughter and dragged her away. And, and the two guys were all beaten up and they could like hardly remember a thing. The guys were wearing masks so they couldn't see who it was. And uh, Danny Glover starts interrogating nick cage being like you have to think who was this who could it be from your past your your criminal past who could it be you have to think and nick cage screams back at him this is my daughter i would tell you if i had any idea who was behind this would you pete i'm out of the game you know that how long have we known each other since the mask at the full piece yes 15 years pete yeah i know you right you do yeah he um exhibits a lot of rage Mm. in this scene so much rage R- get it i feel like there are so many scenes where he'll scream something and you're like oh yes rage <laughs> and like there might as well be someone like a producer off camera like slightly off mic going get it like rage <laughs> like that's 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 just what i hear i feel like i'm surprised that his wife never said to him you have so much rage honestly <laughs> and the wife is the wife is horrible. I feel like in this scene too, she also starts like blaming the daughter for something. Doesn't ah, I she, don't remember that. She was just so mm, mean for some reason. I don't remember that. Uh, anyway, I didn't write down any specifics, so I could be wrong. Okay. You just hated her. I did. She was not a good actress. Um, <laughs> but again, to be fair, no one was good. She in did this look movie. familiar to me. But I looked at her IMDb and I, I didn't recognize any of the no. filmography. No, I couldn't place her. <laughs> so, okay, we have to talk about this next scene because Nick Cage is now in a rage. And he decides that he needs more information than what the cops can provide him. So he goes to the daughter's boyfriend's house. Okay. Would you like to explain this scene? <laughs> You can. Okay. But first, let me just say, mm-hmm. there were two boys there. Yes. And throughout the movie, Nick only blames the one kid yeah. that he took aside in the kitchen and was like, hey, I'll give you a job 
if you want to date my daughter mm-hmm. or whatever the agreement was. It was like you have to be employed. It was, if it was you want two to date separate thoughts, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that they were mutually. They were, you know, mutually no. exclusive. They were. There were two people there, yes. and he never goes to the other kid's house. No. After this scene, no. which Steve will explain, and it doesn't make any after, but because of the ending of this scene, it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't immediately go to the other kid's house to ask for his side of the right. story. Right. So proceed. So. I have rage. Nick Nick Rage (laughs) is now at this, essentially, he's not because he's also in his 20s, but he's he's supposed to be like 15 Mm -hmm. and he's in this 15 year old boy's bedroom Bedroom. and he starts asking him questions like anything else you can think of. Did they have accents? Did they mention anything? Did they have tattoos? What did they smell like? Anything I can go on. But it just kind of keeps going and going and going to the point where Nick Cage is interrogating this kid. Mm-hmm. And the in kid, his face. In his face. And the kid doesn't know anything. He's like, I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. I told the cops everything I know. Yeah. We also find out through some exposition in this scene that Nick Cage was a criminal, but then his wife got cancer, died. And as soon as his wife died, he decided that he was going to go legit yeah. so that his child would always have a parent in her life. But here's the thing, what happens in this scene, is that the kid's like, I'm sorry, I can't give you anything. And Nick Cage straight up turns to this kid and goes, well, I if if she sh- turns up dead, I blame you. because Why not the other guy? Because, you, you, you know, he's like, well, they had guns. And he's like, well, if you truly cared about her, you'd take a bullet for her. Yeah, that's insane. They're not dating. They, no, like, they're, they're thinking about dating. They're, like, they're, they're not dating. They're 15. Like, theoretically, he's only known her for maybe, like, a year or two. Like, yep. maybe they met in high school. Yeah. In, like, algebra. Right. And so, you should have taken a bullet for her? No. No. And then are you going to go and say the same thing to the other guy? Nope, he you doesn't. You should. If you're, if you're going to say that to him, you better say it to the other guy. And then he doesn't go and talk to him at all. No. But what he does instead is he goes back to his bros from the bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> And this is this is one of the worst acting scenes I think I've ever seen. <laughs> ever. It's tough. It's up there. It's so bad. He's like at the construction site with his buddies from the bar and he's like, Here's two hundred thousand dollars. Just use what you need to find more information. And they're like, We're family. We're not gonna it's all about family. We're you, you do this for us, so we're gonna do it for you. And then Nick Cage comes in for the most awkward group hug. <laughs> In the worst camera angles I've ever seen. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I wrote worst I scene so next ex- to both I of them. I really wish that we could explain this in words. But it, words won't, so... won't do the uncomfortability justice. <laughs> yeah. And this movie is not worth watching. So no, don't watch no, it. Just no, take no, our no, word no, for no. it. Yeah, please. <laughs> so ultimately, they find the daughter's body. Uh, she, she's <laughs> been shot. She's been shot in the head. She's in the lake or the she, river. She was or in a lake or whatever. And the bullet rifling matches an old Russian gun. So suddenly, yeah, <laughs> this turns into a vendetta against a Russian mob. Yeah. So quickly, there's a funeral scene where there's a little girl singing. Yeah, yeah. It's that not was like weird. Nick Cage had two daughters, which would make more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, or it's not like he, you know, his wife, his new wife had a daughter who yeah. would sing at the field. It was just some girl. Before I forget, can we make her a contender for best supporting actor? Sure. 
Yeah, who else would it be? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Not Peter Stormare. I was his terrible accent in this. Donnie Glover, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. His lines were Danny made Glover. no sense. Yeah, Danny Glover. Um, Don Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I get them mixed up too, Danny even though Glover. they're like sixty years apart. I was going to say age. there's yeah. quite an age difference, but yeah. After watching this movie, I like sat for a few minutes to myself, and I like contemplated who possibly would deserve best supporting actor and i really can't think of it so now that you now that i remember this little girl singing please make note of that so that we can discuss this at the end when we give out the awards okay Thank mental you. note yep mm-hmm. okay uh yeah also-, also you need to get gas in your car <laughs> okay <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now, now that we're making mental notes. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> so, so he also at the funeral has a long conversation with Peter Stormare, who I guess was his old boss. Yeah. Who is the former leader or when maybe he... the current leader of the Irish mob. Is that what that was? Yes. Because his name is like Seamus O'Toole or something. <laughs> And he's doing this terrible Irish accent that, like, it sounds Russian, but he's not. That's what I thought he was Russian. No, he, the other guy's Russian, but he's, like, actually Russian. His name's Pasha yeah, I know. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, they also show a flashback scene where... He's actually Swedish in real life. Is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they show a flashback <laughs> scene where, actually, Nick Cage's son, Weston Cage... Yeah, plays Nick plays Cage, but, like, only Cage. from behind. So and why do they even need to hire him? And they're wearing masks. They're wearing, like, <laughs> ski masks. So apparently what had happened was Nick Cage and his bros from the bar, who when are they were the worst... When they were pretty young. When they were young, worked for the Irish mob. And they took out some guys from the Russian mob. Yeah, in Alabama. <laughs> in Alabama. In fucking Mobile, or wherever you said. Yeah the fuck is happening (laughs) so so but they were they were in the flashback very careful to wear masks didn't leave fingerprints and then destroyed all of the evidence (laughs) so i've never been to mobile but i highly doubt there's a high concentration of russian riddled with 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 (laughs) russian mobsters white collar criminals Is that white collar? I don't know. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. It's they got they got organized crime coming out yeah. of their ears in Mobile, Alabama. Russian so, mob. So now on a rampage, knowing it's the Russians, Nick Cage and his bros start tearing places up. Uh, there's oh yeah, a, he, let's backtrack and oh, just yeah. remind the audience that he knows that it's the Russians because of the gun that yeah. was used, the bullet that was found in her yes. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the rifling on the on the bullets. Yeah. So if you've ever seen an episode of CSI, they match it in like a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he tears up this poker game where he beats everyone up and finds more information or something. I don't fucking know. Or he doesn't find any information. It doesn't matter. Because the next scene is more interesting where he's at home. And he's getting dressed, and he's getting very short with his wife, who seems a little upset with it. I almost threw up this scene. (laughs) And for, I would say, maybe 75% of the scene, they're very careful to only show Nicolas Cage from, like, the shoulders up, even when he's not wearing his shirt. And only from behind. (laughs) And from, or from behind. And then there is a quick shot, like, towards the end of the back half of the scene. And you even said it before he was shirtless, that you were like, he looks like he has a gut. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell with his shirt on. I was like, he's looking a little pudgy. And he is 50. And he also, I think, may have put on some weight for Joe. I think he was supposed to be... He was pretty buff. Hefty for that. Like, he wasn't trying to be... uh, 
Ghost Rider or something in incredible shape. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of what he looked like in Ghost Rider. Uh, he was in great shape. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who think, still think it's a body double. Oh, but, right. But Oh, my God, that scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that... I think that was CGI or a body double. And it was a few years before, so you never know. But anyhow, this scene gets weird because the wife is... He and the wife are getting short with each other. They're, they're getting angry with each other because she doesn't want him out there killing people. And he goes something along the lines of like, what is it? You think it's sexy? You think it's, you think it's wrong? You think it's bad that your husband kills people? And then they start like making out. And again, it's gross. There's no chemistry. I, yeah. And I wrote also next to this one, is this the worst scene? <laughs> this is. This I would is... never watch it again. No, there are so, three maybe. strong contenders for worst scene. Early. I would actively avoid it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. So Nick Cage continuing his rampage then goes to a strip club where apparently now he speaks Russian mm-hmm. and finds the one of the dudes who got away from that flashback scene where he destroyed, he killed some of the, the Russian men when he was a young man. And he chases this man down with his wide-legged run as he does. Remember his, his yeah, run? Yeah, he's not a good runner. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about how he's not a good runner before, but I think I've determined what it is. It's that... His legs go out really wide. <laughs> like like he just got off a saddle. His gate is <laughs> yeah. wide. Yeah, it's a wide gate. He chases this so man it's, down. It's just not efficient. No. <laughs> so he looks slow. Bring, he bring those knees in. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, his hips are just apart. <laughs> so again, looking for who murdered his daughter, he runs this man down, chases him to a rooftop. It starts interrogating him. Screaming. And screams. <laughs> Who did it? Who did it? No, 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 no. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. No, no, no. Don't die. Who did it? 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 I love whatever there's repetition. But then that's followed with an incredible. Haven't seen that in a while. uh, This one really struck (laughs) us, especially because the imagery on this one is so good, too, because he's backlit Mm -hmm. and he's just given this grimacing face. You know what it is? Hmm. It's just there's a lot of rage. Get it? (laughs) Get it? There's rage. So, yeah. (laughs) He's covered in blood. So Mm -hmm. he has to come home and shower. Yeah. Where you said something, you mentioned something about his chest hair. I think he either bleaches it or it's just really gray. It's just gray. And and his hair is like jet black in this movie. Because I remember from earlier movies, not the one that he had to shave his chest hair, God forbid, but the ones (laughs) where he had chest hair peeking Mm. out of the top. It's like dark. Yeah. And it's pretty light, so it's either that he bleaches it now, or that he is so old that it has turned gray. I think but the his latter. Head hair is black because he definitely dyes it with tar. Mm. So there's that. <laughs> he just dunks his head in a vat of tar. Yeah, as we all do. As we do. So, all right, where were we here on this movie? We're we're getting towards the end. Thank God. 
He then again ra- reliving this is is really testing. He rages his way through some crack house. Who are they? Who are what are the, what are I these people know. doing? He stabs and shoots a bunch of people. Why? To what end? Rage for rage. Rage for rage purposes. So, all right. One he we didn't really talk about exactly who his bros are, but one bro is in good. Sh- he's they're both older gentlemen. They're not like old old. They're like Nick Cage's age. One is in really good shape. And, and actually Irish, right? I don't think so. I don't think he has What's an accent. A- no, he definitely has an accent. Oh, it's probably like a vague Brooklyn or something. Oh, I thought it was a for I thought he was like Irish? A foreigner. Oh, I don't think so. Oh. I thought they were both I thought they were all American. No. I don't know how to look that up. <laughs> well, let's look up where the actor's from. Oh, okay. Not that this matters. No. In the slightest. Oh, yeah, he was born in the UK. Yeah, I thought that he had a, a vague, slight British. vague, some type of accent. I after you, I thought that it was British, and then after you informed me that this is the Irish mob, I then assumed that it was an Irish accent. That makes sense too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't he know was either. bad. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's in good shape and, and somewhat handsome, and the other one is a little bit uh, on the pudgier side and not as handsome. That's and the team. dumber and dumber. And also possibly a drug addict, the bigger one. Oh, yeah. Made a lot of jokes about cocaine. (laughs) I'm just addicted to crack. Like, that was his whole personification. How about the scene that they attack the man and his girlfriend? And then immediately after, like, whoa, that was crazy. Okay, yeah. So there's a scene earlier that does not include Nick Cage, but it's these two bros. They're going. This is what I was in the beginning of the movie. That's what I was Uh, like. I think this is the worst movie, the the worst worst scene in in this movie, but Nick isn't in it. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so they're like they're like it's all about it's right after when it was like it's all about family we're gonna do this you do this for us we're gonna go shake some trees and see and see what falls loose and they find some guy who's in like this abandoned warehouse and they start you know holding him down and they might slap him around a little and interrogating him and they're like tell us who who took who took nick cage's daughter who took he's like i don't know nobody knows and then there's some girl laying there that's all like drugged out cracked out and what have you and they're like, I can't believe you're taking you're taking advantage of these women. And so what the bigger guy does is he takes a rope, ties one end to a cinder block, ties the other end around the woman's neck, throws the cinder block out the window so that she starts struggling and like not breathing. And he's like, I don't know, I don't have any information. And so the guy takes his gun and shoots the rope so that the girl lives and can breathe again. And they're like, all right, now I believe you. And they leave... And this guy on and his way out. they just start out, like laughing. Like, I can't believe I hit that shot. Oh, you peach. Like, the fuck, dude? Like, are we supposed to like these people? No. Because they're horrible, horrible humans. I don't like it. No. Anyway, almost through this movie. Goodness. So the, so the, the more handsome Irish British dude, mm-hmm. he owns a bar. And he sees that there are a bunch of men with assault rifles about to come down on his bar, like guns ablazing. Yeah. So he gets behind the bar. Russian men. Russian men with guns coming after him. So he gets behind the bar because now they've killed a bunch of a bunch of Russians at this point at the poker game. Remember, Nick had a lot of rage in all those different locations. Oh my god, so much! It's an immeasurable amount of rage. So they start lighting up the bar and this guy finally like like he he's dodging these bullets like crazy, he's taking out a few people. 
and he calls Nick Cage at some point. He's like, you got to get here now. And Nick Cage calls the other guy, the bigger guy, who has a drug problem and likes to make jokes after he just almost killed people. And he starts screaming at him. God damn it, Danny. Pick off. You got Cage. So the Russians get this guy. They, they get him, but they don't kill him. They lit up his bar. With, mm-hmm. with like thousands of bullets and then they finally corner him and they don't kill him like what was your intention then well like did they go in saying like no make sure you don't kill him well then why shoot then why shoot so many times or did you go in being like no we have to kill this guy then why not kill him yeah i don't know they kept him alive and they torture him and it's, he gives up all this information bad writing but also on nick cage's way to the bar to try to go save his buddy he gets pulled over by danny glover and more cops and there's a huge car explosion for no reason at one Always. point too. it's very michael bay but he gets pulled over by the cops and he yells at the cops. What the hell is wrong with you? For pulling him over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Danny Glover puts handcuffs on him. And Nick Cage is like, you have to let me go. There's more There's more happening here than you understand. And Danny Glover's like, you get one more shot. Why? Why what? are you keep giving Why? him chances? What is wrong with this you cop? You see how much rage this man has. He's very clearly killed several people. So he goes over to to this guy Danny's place, the the more schlubby of his bros, where he's presumably doing drugs and sleeping with hookers, and Nick Cage starts interrogating him, and we get some just chef's kiss choice screams. Never saw our faces, never knew what hit him. Polly, listen to me. You shot him. What's the big deal? They took Caitlin, and they shot her in the head. Maybe, maybe that's not a big deal to you, but it's a pretty fucking big deal to me! And the only reason they would do something like that is if someone talked. No one asked you, no one asked you where you got the money for those guns? O'Connell didn't want to know how you managed to pull off something like that on your own? Whose man are you now? Are you, are you my man? Are you sure those hey, Are you O'Connell's man? Oh, easy. Knock it off! I you talk! talk! I give you some guns to your boss so he take care of you and make those guns go away! That's not what O'Connell talks! It's not what happened! You remember the repetition. The rep- oh, you know I love the repetition. I know you do. I know. So Nick Cage and his rage. It's like that was his choice. Oh, for sure. For sure. And Nick Cage in his rage uh, stabs and kills his buddy. And as he does, he realizes that the Russian gun used to kill his daughter is none other than the gun that he took himself from when the his flashback son plays him. When his son played him in a movie that one time. And so Nick Cage knows that he has the gun at home. And so he takes, he oh goes, he God. goes home and finds the gun at home. And he goes back to the, to the boyfriend's place or whatever. The not boyfriend. The not boyfriend. He gets the not boyfriend to get the boyfriend who's also not the boyfriend to, to show up at a parking Whoa. lot. So he gets <laughs> the other male friend yes. who he has not spoken to yet. Yeah. <laughs> To dupe the boyfriend into showing up at some parking lot where he interrogates him one more time. And it turns out it was just a couple of kids drinking and playing with guns. And they accidentally shot her in the head. A couple of 30-year-old kids. Just a couple of (laughs) 35-year-olds. Mortgage having. Just, you know, (laughs) tax-paying kids. Shooting each other in the head by accident. In the rain. 
I literally wrote down in my notes. Yeah, it does. Please. So like <laughs> this movie didn't need to be about Russian mob. No. No. So then Nick Cage goes back into the house and he gives his wife a call and he says, It's all over in a Shatner voice again, which he does from time to time, where he's like, It's all over. It's done. You can come home. <laughs> like that's his delivery. It's terrible. And then you realize that, that the Russians aren't done with him. But it's the same shot from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where you know what is going to happen because it already happened. Yep. So, so the there's Russians, no stakes up until this point. Yeah. So the Russians come sneaking into his house where he's like on his daughter's bed mourning her loss. Yes. And cut to credits we don't know if he kills them or they kill him i have to assume that they kill him you would assume or that he kills himself but then it comes back after the credits and they show the cops sweeping the house and they show someone in a body bag and they show the wife but they still don't show whether or not like this isn't inception right <laughs> this isn't a thinking man's movie like just fucking tell us you ended this movie with oh it was just kids drinking and playing with guns yeah don't 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 think don't patronize me, a, me like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right usage of that well, word. Well, I don't not, need but. like a cliffhanger for this. I don't need to waste my, t- you know, like my energy on a cliffhanger. What do you think? People are going to leave and be like, oh, I'm still thinking about that ending. No. <laughs> you didn't make a good enough movie to deserve that. No, and I don't care enough about his character to no. ponder whether or not he's still alive. <laughs> no. And I don't care that the other dude that he killed his friend because apparently he like does meth and like bangs hookers in a garage. Whatever. Whatever. What a waste. What did I say? A colossal waste of time. Colossal waste of time were the words that you said. I, I think the the credits started rolling and that's what came out of my mouth. Absolutely. And this movie was only like an it hour was and a half or something. Or yeah. Something. But it didn't feel that it short. It was a colossal waste of time. All right. And let's... I hope that this podcast was no. also a colossal waste of time. <laughs> no, this is a fun one. Uh, all right. Let's do some Nick Cage Awards, shall we? Yeah. Let's First do up is the best supporting actor. It's that little, it's girl, a little girl at the singing funeral. Singing at the <laughs> um, Best dressed. Is it the brown leather jacket? Or is it his not fit body? <laughs> <laughs> or is it... His men in black suit at the funeral where he's got like those very like 90s, early 2000s shades. Yeah, I liked that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's up to you. I don't care. Let's give it to the shirtless scene. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Worst Nick Cage scene. Now, this one's hard because there's a couple. (laughs) It's either where him and his wife. Yes. Where they're like being awkwardly sexy with each other. There's several times where that happens. Or it's him with his friends being like, we're family. Yeah, and they do the world's most awkward group hug. <laughs> or it's when he's interrogating the boy the first time. That was a bad scene too. Ooh, that was bad. I think the group hug. The group hug was worse. I don't know. The wife scene is really uncomfortable real too. Nice. All right, we'll give it to that. Okay, okay. Uh, best Nick Cage scene. Um, The rooftop or is it him killing his buddy? I think him killing his buddy. Okay. And then the rooftop is the best scream. That's the best scream. That is a good one. I think ah! it's just shot better. <laughs> yeah. In the audio. What does he say first? He like repeats something. Who did it? Because he's he's trying to figure out who killed who his daughter. It, who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Yeah, he does it like 10 and times. And then he goes. Because ah! <laughs> ah! I think because he kills because the guy dies. And he's mm. like, don't die because he has to try to get information out of it. It's quality. 
Oh boy. And then finally, the most nouveau shamanic moment. A repetition? A couple of moments of repetition, yeah. You rat, you rat, you rat. You rat who did it, who did it. His wide-legged run, his William Shatner voice, his dead eyes, his kissing his wife. That's what I identify. I think the repetition because typically like in acting, when you're given Mm. repetition, you're supposed to act them differently each time. Yes. Because it's not interesting to listen to someone say the same line three times in a row the same way. Right. Right. So a director will typically ask you to portray them slightly differently and he just doesn't care to do that in this so that makes me think that that was his choice and that he was like no this is my acting style this is what i do yeah yeah that (laughs) makes sense did i hit the nail on the head i think you did i think i i think you'd be hard pressed to uh argue with that logic yeah uh, yeah yeah. okay here we are all right and where are we ranking this one (laughs) i mean those screams were as you called it, chef's kiss. <laughs> but that movie was a colossal waste of time. It was. So I would say close to the bottom. Okay. But not that far where it's contending with some movies that didn't have any screams in them. Okay. Um, so so movies that didn't have a ton of screams in them. We, we spoke about it earlier. I would say something like City of Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the season of the witch, Ghost Rider Zandali, It Could Happen to You didn't really have any screams. I think it has to go below Zandali. It has to go below Ghost Rider. It has to go below season of the witch. <laughs> okay. City of Angels. I, honestly, I would say probably below that. Yeah. I would say it's on par with bringing out the dead. I would dead. say it's slightly worse than bringing out the dead, but better than Astro Boy. But so. better than Astro. That's surprising. Okay, I didn't think you'd hate right. you hated Astro then Boy that much. Better than the better than Amos and Andrew. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Which okay. is sitting at sixty four. So this is gonna go then at sixty two, sixty three, somewhere in there. Yeah, like. In between the Aunt Bully and Amos and Andrew. Fair enough. <laughs> I I think that's fair. Yeah, this is going to be number 63 then. Oh, my God. Yikes. This movie was bad. And and I'm not saying that this movie was a better movie than Amos and Andrew because Amos and Andrew was certainly a better movie than this. But I'm just saying that the screams made it more cagey mm, than Amos and Andrew. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, that's gonna do it, I think, for the Get ranking. Get the fuck out of here. Next week, we're watching a movie called Outcast, and as I said, it's got a five percent. Can't wait. Tomatoes. I can wait. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> Next Sunday. Now you know why the Nick Cage birthday. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. And happy birthday, Nick. We love you. Bye. Nah.